0: Yes, 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 what's up, everybody, and welcome to the latest, the greatest episode of The Styles Files. I am your host, Alan Styles, and yes, it's been a while, but thank you for tuning back in. Obviously, a lot has been going on, you know, in the world. We're going to get into so much. We're going to get into what I've been doing uh, before the pandemic happened, what I'm doing now, uh, so much is going on like i said so let's not waste any time i know i've been missing but i think you know all of us have been going through something in some capacity because of our current situation so i know you'll give me a pass so let's just move forward let bygones be bygones all righty so you know i want to talk about like i said whatever how what's going on right now and how it's affected me specifically um, on a day-to-day basis and kind of, you know, um, bigger events that were supposed to happen. Um, talk about my life kind of before I've been in some competitions. We'll, we'll get into that as well. They're ongoing, actually. We're going to talk about the NFL draft, which is actually tonight. So we're going to talk about who I think the Raiders should take, who I think the Niners should take. We're going to talk about the last dance and Draymond, you know, talking about KD, of course. And we got to bring back one of everyone's favorite segments. That's top five. This week's top five will be the top five things I miss being annoyed about. And yes, you should be very surprised. I could keep it to only five. All right. But without further ado, um, what's going on in my life? So, yeah, I mean, I hope I can remember everything. I wrote down a couple notes. But basically, you know, the last time I spoke to you all, I was not 30 I was still in my 20s. Um, I was one of the first quarantine birthdays. And, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, my girlfriend tried to do a really good thing for me and plan a bunch of stuff. And it was all culminating because my birthday was going to be on a Saturday. So, you know, March 21st, you turn 30 on a Saturday. You can't can't write it any better. But, um, you know, the Rona had other plans. Um, and she had basically organized a surprise birthday party with about 40 people you know this had been going on for months Um, she tried to hold out the whole time then eventually like I said you know when everything really shut down was about March 12th so she was working with it was going to be at a bowling alley this uh, you know this that and the third so she had to work with um, the venue and eventually once everything got shut down she had to just spill the beans, and tell me what her plans were, but, you know, God bless her, you know, it still would have been, a, obviously, it would have been a good time, but just to know um, that many people were willing to show up for me was, was awesome, and we ended up just like everyone else. I, I think I was one of the OG Zoom birthday parties. Everyone started doing it after me, so, um, so yeah, that's kind of where that ended, but, yeah, the last time I talked to you guys, I was not, I talked a lot about being almost 30 and now I am 30 and it's exactly what you would think. You know, I'm just trying to take the mindset of, I remember each growing each year in my twenties and how the year before always looked so much better. So I'm really just embracing 30 because I know 31's going to come and I'm going to be wishing that I was 30 again. Um, but yeah, that was really the biggest thing. And, you know, not to get, I, you know, I've been saying this to a lot of people that just because something affected you personally, that doesn't mean you don't care about the people that are dying, the people that are sick, you know, it's okay, it's okay to, to experience both, you know, um, it's, it's kind of funny in a way, I kind of compare it to, you know, and it's going to sound a little funny, but the fact that, and a little 1st worldish but the fact that, I get lunch or got lunch when I was going into the office for work. So, you know, I had always, I had even been on this show saying, you know, you can appreciate the fact that you get lunch, right? But also at the same time, say this type of food is not my favorite. They are not, you know, um, independent of one another. And a lot of people would say, well, you know, I don't think you appreciate it because if you're going to talk bad about it, it's like, look, I'm sitting here eating it. But I'm not going to lie and say that I love the food, you know. um, Obviously, we understand that people are dying and that this is a, a huge situation. But I have friends where, you know, weddings have had to be moved and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with feeling bad about that and feeling upset about that. You know, as big as it may be as a wedding or as small as it may be a birthday party. You know, these are all life events that you think about and that you kind of plan your life around so when it changes there's nothing wrong with being upset about that nobody should think that hey this means that you know they care more about this than the people dying they're not you know they're not all conjoined you can think about something else, and still feel bad about the bigger picture. So I just wanted to get that out there as well. Um, Another thing I've been doing, I actually have another podcast. This is a college baseball-focused podcast that I've been working on as well. So just to give you guys the real deal plan of mine, it was to take a break from Styles Files and focus on the college baseball podcast. But here we are, wait for it, No college baseball. So the podcast is still going on, but obviously, as you can imagine, we're we're trying to pivoting towards, you know, getting a lot of guests on and things like that because what you know, we can't, there's no current games to talk about. So I've been working on that as well. Um, but I always you knew I'd always come back home. You knew you knew I'd always come back to Styles Files. And a lot of people have been saying this is the perfect time, people are stuck at home. I'm just like, yeah, but you know, that a lot of what I talk about are my experiences outside of the apartment, you know? Um, So luckily, I think that now we're kind of in a groove where this is our life right now, and you don't have to leave the apartment to have different experiences. So we're all kind of learning as we go. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about, was the co- I said I was in a couple competitions. I was in one, and I I am in one. It's called the Dream Job Competition, and it is kind of like what it sounds. It's a, a opportunity to be a radio host on a very popular sports radio station in the Bay Area. Um, I got selected to the Sweet Sixteen, made it through that, and I am in the Final Four. Uh, as I kind of mentioned before, things that you know you plan on that haven't kind of come through the way you would hope that final the final the final was supposed to be live um you know early March and it got moved because of the pandemic and everything else um you know we're still waiting for that final date but the everybody over there at the radio station has done a great job of you know reaching out to us they allowed the finalists to be on live radio a couple weeks ago you know if you didn't weren't able to listen to that i can shoot you that link hit me up at the underscore styles files styles with an i but yeah shout out to 957 the game and everything that they're doing um, i'm really excited for the competition and just want to continue and hopefully hopefully win that whole thing but we got to have a finalized date to finish it first and that's just all based on what happens with the pandemic so everybody is understanding of the situation um yeah so that's been good stuff too so let's get into current life, right? I had to update everyone on how life has been and where I'm at right now. Um, so let's get into what I, how life has currently been. Well, first of all, um, I watch Maury and Jerry Springer, and I would be lying if I told you that I haven't recorded them before. Like I said, I joke about being one of the only uh, millennials in the Bay Area that still has cable yes, I will DVR Jerry Springer if I have a meeting at that time so I can watch it later. I mean, I do, you know, and I'm not really too ashamed of it at this point. It's entertaining, okay? Um, I mean, it just makes you feel better about yourself. Is there anything wrong about that? I mean, I'm watching Maury a couple days ago. And, you know, Maury is all about the, oh, in the case of 14 or 14 month old, Kevin, Jason, you are not the father. You know, that's what he's all about. In the case of 18-month-old Araya, Anthony, you oh are not the, the father. That's <laughs> it's, it's essentially every show is, is that. I thought for a while, Maury, you know, those were some of the shows. It's been about a month now, and all of the shows are like that. And... One that sticks out in my head is this guy comes on, you know, they're always screaming and, you know, in their little pre-interviews and the baby mama comes on the show and she's like, Maury, you know, uh, he keeps denying our son and you know what he says, Maury? And Maury's like, what does he say? She says, Maury, he says that he is too short to be his son. Maury, he's only one years old. And like the crowd just started cracking up. And I'm sitting there like, is this real life? You know, then the uh, alleged baby daddy comes out. He's like, Maury, yeah, I'm sticking to what I'm saying. You know, that baby too short to be mine. You know, I'm a, I'm a tall guy. I'm 6'2". And Maury's like, well, you know, that sounds a little ridiculous since the baby is one years old. I don't care, Maury. You know, my family's a big family, you know? And Maury's just still like, well, you know, like I said, there's there's a lot of time here. He's only one years old. They went back and forth. And that's the thing. We watched these. I, I really couldn't even tell you if he was the father or not. It all just kind of blurs together. But that's pretty much where I am on a day-to-day basis, you know, in my life. That type of stuff. I've been pumping out some, some TikToks. I, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily proud of it. But that's just where we are in life. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And it's quality content. Go check it out. Go check it out. Um, My TikTok name is actually at A Styles. That's Styles with a Z. Still an I, but with a Z. I know I need to change that to keep everything on the Styles and Files brand. And I have no reason not to now because we have all the time in the world here in our apartment. Okay, let's get into some NFL draft stuff. So the, the NFL drafted today and people have been asking me who, who I think you know, people should take is for, obviously I'm a Raider guy or I, I is, was a Raider guy. It's complicated. It's like a relationship, all that good stuff. I I'm not necessarily a Niner guy. You know, I'm taking applications, fan applications, but uh, I don't think I'm necessarily, I could be a Niner guy, but I don't hate, I I, I do hate the Niners, but I don't hate them um, as much as say, you know, the Patriots or I don't even know how much I hate the Patriots anymore. Because Tom Brady's not there. It's going to be really weird watching the Patriots without Tom Brady. Um, But to the NFL draft, you know, I think it's pretty simple. I think both the Niners and Raiders need to take a wide receiver. You know, Raiders, obviously, they got rid of their Alabama wide receiver. So why not bring in another one with Jerry Judy? Um, I guess Henry Ruggs or CeeDee Lamb, those are the top three people are talking about. But everyone has just said... This draft is super deep when it comes to wide receivers. Now, to me, you know, just going based on what I've seen, I mean, you know, these are two teams that come on TV a lot Oklahoma and Alabama. From what I've seen, you know, Jerry Judy would be my number one. I think most people would agree. Um, You know, he just has that build. And I think some people think he may not be as explosive as like a Henry Ruggs, but, you know, he's definitely the best route runner. Um, so I think that's that would be my number one. Number two would be CeeDee Lamb. I know it's Big 12. It's not SEC competition. But I mean, I watched CeeDee Lamb play a, a good bit. And he went off. You know, he's just he just looked like he knew what he was doing. He just looked like he was ready for the NFL. When I look at Henry Ruggs, he's someone who I've actually seen the least of. And like I said, Alabama has been on TV. I think that when people see him, they obviously see the electricity and the speed and I would liken him to, um, people are hoping he's probably something like a Tyreek Hill, and that would be great, but at the same time, we've seen a lot of speedsters that don't pan out in the NFL, so I think everybody would be willing to take a chance on him, and you know, we could sit here in a year or two, and I could have one of the worst takes in the world, because he could be the next Tyreek Hill or something like that, but We just don't know if I'm just saying if I was picking, I think um, Jerry Judy or Henry Ruggs definitely safer picks, you know, just in the respect of they're they're going to be NFL receivers. Um, I don't think anyone can deny that when you look at the quarterbacks, you know, I feel like not very much needs to be said Um, that hasn't already been said Justin Herbert. For some reason, people aren't necessarily sold on him. I think. You know, you you either really think he has that prototype or you just don't like him at all. I've seen both from the rest of the media. Joe Burrow is obviously the consensus number one to go to the Bengals. Um, You know, it it takes more. A quarterback helps a lot, but it takes more than a quarterback. So when people get put in these situations and, you know, is he a winner? Can he turn the Bengals around? He can't do it by himself. So you know, it's kind of like what I like to think of with some of these quarterbacks that actually have done well, you know, like a Russell Wilson, for instance, if Russell Wilson didn't drop in the draft and went in the first round to a team that really wasn't good, what would have happened with his career? We're not saying that, you know, I love Russell Wilson. I would never say that he would be trash or anything like that, but where you end up has a lot to do with how you play, I I feel like. When you just look at a lot of these guys have gone to these situations that weren't ideal, look at both quarterbacks that stepped up when Tom Brady was suspended. Both of those guys uh, got opportunities to play in other places. If they had started on the places that they ended up going to, It might not have panned out the same way when you look at Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo, you know. So a lot can be said about the system that you get put into. So when I look at the quarterback position, sure, it's the most important position on the field. But we have to remember, it's not the only position on the field. And I think that, you know, quarterbacks get all the credit when they win. You know, they get all the um, negative attention when they lose. So it will be interesting to see. I'm really excited to see where Tua lands. You know, we've talked about Tua before, and I said personally, I thought that he just is too injury prone. He's not huge um, in stature. You know, he's thick, but, you know, he's just he's not huge. And, you know, it's just the history. He has to go through an NFL career after what he's already been through in college. That that would be a red flag for me. Um, but I'm also not a you know starving franchise that w- that would be willing to take a chance, and that's the thing about the NFL. You could take a chance on Tua because if you lose every game, you're right back where you started, and you can just get another quarterback. You know that's that's the craziest thing about the NFL. Um, so really excited for the NFL draft and all that it has to bring tonight this evening. Okay, so. Moving towards The Last Dance and slash what Draymond ended up saying on whatever show he was on. So The Last Dance is great. I think we've all been dying for it, needing it, hoping for it, praying for it, and ESPN delivered. You know, a 10-part series. We saw parts one and two last weekend. Um I love how they're doing the back and forth thing between, you know, it's called The Last Dance. is based on his last run, but they're clearly giving you a whole overview of, you know, Michael Jordan's life growing up. You know, I've never really seen that much footage of him at North Carolina. So that was really cool to see. Um, and I'm 30, so you can imagine all of the, you know younger people watching this that saw even less of him than I did. Um, truthfully speaking, unless you were glued to the TV, I mean, if my math is correct, even even if you're 30, you caught the tail end of Michael Jordan, you know. Um, so there's no if ands, or buts about it. So this is good, I think, for everyone 30 and under to see what Michael Jordan really was in his prime, past the shoes and the memes and what we saw him do on the Wizards, and just kind of that godlike figure that he is, it's nice to actually watch it. And the first thing out of you know a lot of people's mouths are, how much the game has changed. I mean, they're showing the highlights, and it's just mid range jump shot after mid range jump shot after mid range jump shot, and it's it's just kind of funny to watch to watch that compared to you know the game now but the guy was obviously automatic i will say though i i tweeted this and you know i would never never consider myself a lebron guy i am a warrior fan that's like an oxymoron right um but i will say there was a highlight when the bulls are playing the celtics and it was towards the end of the second episode when they start to show celtics highlights um because they started to pull away, and I I believe it was Kevin McHale running running uh, running the fast break, and it was one of the most unathletic fast breaks I've ever seen in my life. I just have to be honest, you know, and it ended with an and one, and you can't watch that, and, you know, you don't have to compare eras, but you can't watch that and not think to yourself, wow, can you imagine LeBron in this game? like could you now like i said i understand everything has changed generations are just different but it is kind of funny to think about that because somebody said you know of course it's Bleach report cuz all they do is talk about lebron but i guess they some quote came out where a place a player said was asked how much do you think how many points do you think lebron would have dropped in that game against the sixers when mj dropped 60 and they said 90 which sounds ridiculous but find that clip that I'm talking about of the fast break, and I mean I could give you eighty. I I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be um, too afraid. I would be willing to bet on eighty uh, just because of the sheer difference. Now, does that take anything away from what Michael Jordan did? No, but it's just pretty funny to think about because you know you could do it in any sport. But I think when you look at the physical beast LeBron is on top of the fact that everything has changed, it makes it even funnier. Um, but besides that, you know, it's, it's been a great, great doc. So for, so far, Scotty Pippen um, was the focus on a lot of episode two. And it's, it's a, it's a weird thing because I guess people are upset about Michael Jordan saying that Scotty was being selfish when they show the chart and Scotty's at like 29 a year and Michael Jordan's at like 33 million or something like that. It's a tough spot to be in because, you know, Michael Jordan's point of view is, well, Hey, he signed the contract, whether he signed the contract, because for whatever reason, he signed the contract, you know, people were saying Scotty really wanted to make sure his family was secure. And if he gets injured, he wants to know that, you know, what was it? 17 mil. They at least have that, you know, in the bank. Um, and then right after that, the league kind of, ex- or during that time, the league exploded, and then you're seeing a bunch of guys you're better than get paid more than you. So it's a tough gig. I mean, obviously the Bulls could have done them a solid. They have made Kraus, the GM at the time, look awful already. Um, so I could see it from Michael Jordan's point of view. Hey, look, man, you can figure that out, but you did sign a contract. We're trying to make this run. Or you look at it from you know uh, uh Scotty Pippen point of view like you guys can do me this one solid you know i think i deserve that we know why i did it but even though that happened the league has changed and even Steve Kerr who hopped in the documentary a couple times said that a lot of the team didn't have a problem with what Scotty did but Michael don't play that michael is here to win so he doesn't want to hear about why you're not playing or why you know or whatever the case is it's all black and white to guys like Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant uh and and people like that. So that that was that was a very interesting thing to come out of the documentary and it's so funny because this is just two episodes in. I'm very interested to see who else they you got to assume there's going to be a Dennis Rodman focused episode, uh you would think cuz I feel like a lot of people you see these dynasties but you don't really know how cool people are with each other you know um and I think that or were at that time you know especially like I said for those that are under um the 35 mark I'd even say we all know that the Bulls were a dynasty but we don't know you know you just think Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen what what was their relationship like were they boys you know Dennis Rodman was out there did the Bulls Mind it, you know, um, was he cool with anyone on the team or was he really just out there on his own? So I think this that's probably the coolest part. I mean, the highlights are great, but it's also great to see kind of the ins and outs of of the team and of a dynasty like that. You know, this is before social media, you know, even you look at the Patriots You could assume that you, we all knew that Tom Brady, Gronk, and Julian Edelman are cool because they'll be on each other's social media. They're in pictures together. It's a lot different now than it was back then. And, you know, and some of some people, you don't even know that with social media. I'm a Warrior fan. Um, I know, right? Like, Clay was really close with Zaza. Um, but I don't really know, you would assume that, you know, Clay and Steph, you know, they're boys, but are they boy boys? And, you know, they're both getting older now. And, you know, Clay was running around these streets. Now he's a taken man. So maybe they kind of vibe more than they have before, you know, because Draymond um, has had a family for a little bit now as well. So Clay was kind of that, that uh, odd man out, but now they're all in relationships Um, So it would be interesting to see when they and there will there will be a documentary on the Warriors. We know that. So it'll be interesting to see their um, their dynamics and things like that. So those are kind of the most uh, interesting parts of documentaries like this to me and probably to a lot of people. Um, So let's so speaking of the Warriors, let's get into what Draymond said. So Draymond was on one of these shows. And, you know, like we know right now, everybody is. Fiending for content. They're all fiending for content. And I'm assuming, like I'm gonna be honest, so it's just sometimes it's just kind of overdone. I, I heard about what Draymond said. I did not listen to it like through and through from A to B. I've seen enough on Twitter um that I could probably tell you what happened. My guess would be he's on the show, he gets asked about KD, and then he responds saying he would have liked KD to take the route that basically Phil Jackson took, and just say hey, or I guess the team took and just said hey, this is our last run, let's do it. You know they, the management told Phil Jackson that this was gonna be his last year, so he said so. It was it was a different situation, Draymond. To be fair, um, but I understand what he's saying, right? I, I also think that hindsight's twenty twenty, and when you watch a doc like this, you feel like it would be honky dory, but. How is KD supposed to know that they are going to take the news that well, right? Like, let it's cool for Draymond to say that, but now let's play this through in reality. KD goes to them, hey guys, I'm leaving. I'm not really sure where I'm going, but I know I'm done playing here. It's nothing against you guys. Um, I just don't want to play with you anymore. Even though all we've done to this point is win championships and I am the go-to guy. And Steph has taken a back seat. But that's just not enough for me. Um, I want to leave. So let's just win one more. All right, let's get out there. Do we really think that would have went over too well with anyone, especially Draymond? You know, who is one of those hyper competitors? But Draymond's a hyper competitor that knows I need certain people to keep this thing going. So it's cool for Draymond to say that. But do I think it really would have went over that well if KD really went that route? Absolutely not. I think it would have been even worse. But maybe Draymond saying maybe it would have been bad for a week or two. And then they would have just got over it and said, all right, it is what it is. Let's just go out and win win one more. Um, that's probably what Draymond thinks would happen instead of it kind of lingering. But... Um, I, I just don't see it. I just don't see it being that clean, you know? So, and then you go on Twitter and everyone's like, why don't we just move on? It's like, look, first of all, obviously you're going to draw parallels from that. And second of all, there's really nothing else to talk about. What do you want Draymond to talk about? Especially if he gets asked, even if he didn't get asked, what do you want Draymond to talk about? Okay. Most of the time I say move on, but if the playoffs are going on right now, they, he, they st- he still would have free time. They just have even more free time because absolutely nothing is going on. So I do agree they can they need to move on. They can move on when there's actually a season going on. You know, there's nothing else to talk about. You can't talk about the teams that are in the playoffs because nobody's in the playoffs. So I'm giving Draymond a pass on this one, whether he got asked about it or whether he didn't, you know, because at least it's an interesting thing to hear about. Like I said, And I've been on KD for continuing to talk about the Warriors, you know, after he left um, over this past summer. So I'm not swaying on that, but that's because you have all this other stuff going on in your new city. Why are you talking about your old city? He did the same thing when he left OKC for Golden State. He just can't help himself. That's a completely different situation to me than Draymond, you know, bringing something up that clearly reminded him of a certain situation the last dance this was the last dance with KD and it almost had a Cinderella weird Cinderella ending with KD coming back unfortunately he just wasn't ready to go Um, and then Clay gets injured as well so it turned from a a dream to an absolute nightmare Um, but I don't think that KD I think Draymond is overblowing it a little bit that KD going in and telling everyone, "Hey, this is it." It's like when you look at the facts, um it didn't make sense for him to leave. So it's hard to explain that. You know, um that's why it's a weird last dance. Why make it a last dance when we've done so well? You know, the the top was crumbling with the Bulls. They were all aging and management had already told Phil Jackson he's leaving. You know, so once a coach goes, a lot of things change. So that's it's pretty different than one player leaving. And Draymond, you did say to KD, we don't need you. We won without you. Ob- obviously, that came out because Draymond is essentially saying that that came out because things were lingering. But, you know, we've gotten into it before on this show with the jabs that KD had to take from the not only the media, But Warriors management, you know, um, Steph's, and if you don't remember what I'm talking about, one of the parades, they were talking about a contract extension. Bob Myers goes, Steph's been here from the way, way back. Says that to KD during a parade. That was a terrible look, I think. Um, Even if he meant it as a joke, that's just not a joke. It's going to resonate well with someone like KD who's dealing with jokes from everyone else. Um, Think about the, You know, the fans, and I've held the fans very accountable on this show, going to one of the parades again. You know, there's a guy behind me yelling, KD, hey, Snake, hey, Snake. And KD is a member of the Warriors. So, like I said, you know, he's on a float. He probably didn't hear us. But if there's one guy saying it, there's one fan saying it, you got to imagine that there are more. Um, I don't know if KD, I can probably count on one hand the amount of MVP chance KD got at the free throw line. Um, and he was our MVP during the time he was here. I, Seth Curry is probably my favorite player. And Kevin Durant was the MVP the whole time he was here for the, for the Warriors and literally during the finals. So, um, you know, in the first, one of the first games back from one of the championships, they start chanting MVP Steph's at the free throw line. Steph didn't even win that last MVP. So regular season. So I, I I understand Steph is our guy. He'll always be our guy, but. Um, there was room for two and I don't think the Warriors fans did the best job they could um, you know letting KD know that and maybe they didn't feel like that and now you know I I saw a report that KD was I think he was joking but he was saying how you know the Warrior fans love Mo Buckets Maurice Spates more than they love me I mean I, I hope it's a joke because obviously that's apples and oranges KD you know anything that most space does was a positive anything positive was a big plus plus to him or and to us anything you did we were it was kind of expected i mean you kind it kind of came off like you were a hired gun and you did a great job but i don't think you tried to immerse yourself as much as the warrior fans could have tried to um accept you better so it was a a, a weird situation a weird situation that everybody won from because you won two championships in the last 3 years and you were uh, if it wasn't for injuries, we would have won a third. So just a weird situation in general. Um, I do obviously still feel like we should move on from it. But in a situation like this where everyone is struggling for content, hey, do what you got to do. Okay, time for everybody's favorite segment or ev- one of everyone's favorite segments. I know we have a couple on this show. It's time for the top five. Top five, top five, top five, top five. So this week's top five, like I said earlier, top five things I miss being annoyed about. Okay, let's start here. And this is not necessarily in any order. Number one, bartenders. How many shows and episodes have I spent complaining about bartenders, whether I've gotten into it with a bartender or I thought the drink was overpriced or whatever the case may be. And now I miss it. I miss it. I miss arguing with bartenders, as crazy as it sounds. I would love to go to a bar right now, ask for a glass of water, and get the stink eye from the bartender, you know? Or have a bartender tell me something isn't on happy hour that is on their happy hour, but they're just saying that the happy hour has been updated because they want to get over on me. I would love that. I would love that right now. You know, Um, I would kill for that. So I miss bartenders. Number two, I miss Bart. Yeah, I said it. I actually miss Bart. You know, um, the smell of urine, the lateness, the stopping underwater. Just wondering, could that earthquake hit right now? Because we'd be screwed. It just, it makes you want to live again, man. And I miss it. You know, I really miss it. People putting their backpacks down on the seat just so maybe you don't, maybe it deters you a little bit from asking to sit next to them. But we know that we really want that seat. So we ask them anyway. I miss all that. I miss all that, you know? Number three, I miss my alarm clock. Okay. I miss my alarm clock. My girlfriend gets up before me. So most of the time I just kind of wake up on my own. She starts a little bit before me as far as time when it comes to work. So I haven't heard my alarm clock in months in months. I actually want to hear the song. I mean, you never want to actually hear your alarm clock song. Once you make it your alarm clock, I want to listen to it Partly because I might forget what it is. I, I can barely remember now. I miss my alarm clock, okay. And number four, I miss going to the gym. And again, I've been on the show complaining about it. I would love for someone to ask me, can I? Can they work in with me? You know, I'd love to get annoyed because I'm on uh, the bench or something like that, and have another fellow gym members say hey can I work in knowing that we don't lift the same amount so every other set we have to change the weights and it'll just annoy the heck out of me I miss that I miss trying to slyly roll my eyes but just enough so that they notice but that they don't think I'm an a-hole but that they know they're clearly inconveniencing me I miss that I miss it so much and lastly number five I miss knowing how athletic i actually am because these home workouts you know i don't think my athleticism is necessarily built for it you know some of them got you doing kicks and punches and jump punches and i don't feel very athletic you know then i just bought a little basketball hoop to put on the back of my door so I'm dunking and I'm doing all this stuff and I have no clue how athletic I actually am sometimes I feel like I'm the worst athlete in the world other times I feel like man I can't wait to get on the court I I remember I was a stud you know I, I was a freaking stud so I have no clue where I am athletically you know there's no barometer there's no one to compare myself against you know watching old mj films i'm like man i remember doing a move like that like things are starting to get blurred it's almost like that movie hall pass when the wives are talking about why they feel okay to do a hall pass because guys the older they get their vision gets blurred on how successful they were with women that's what happened that's what's happening to me like athletically i'd already been starting to feel that when it comes to baseball because you know i'm pretty far removed from my college days and i'm like I think, yeah, I was pretty good. You know, it's starting to, you're starting to like double double check, like, right? Like, let me find some video or something like that. Now that's happening with me in for pickup basketball and just athleticism in general because I'm not having a chance to reenact it at all besides Sean T, you know,'s workout plan from the DVDs that we had from years ago. So I miss understanding, okay, I'm more athletic than this guy, but I'm definitely not more athletic than that guy, and I'm okay with that. I have no idea anymore. I'm, I'm starting to forget everything, and I miss that. I really, really do. So those are the top five things that I miss being annoyed about. Um, I guess number five, I, wasn't, I guess I'm annoyed that I don't know what I am anymore. But hey, look, it's been a while. I'm getting the rest off. I'm back Um, I'm not gonna promise that I'll be doing this every week because like I said, you know, we're all home. Um, I don't wanna bore you guys with uh, Shasta, if you can remember my cat and her diet plan, which I will say she has lost a pound since quarantine started and we are very excited about that. Shasta, you keep going, girl. You know, um, we just want you to be healthy. We just want you to be healthy. It's not about looks. It's not about looks we just want you to be with us for a long time so you just keep working you know uh shasta has a new playmate uh, an outside cat you know it's kind of like two cats from a different world uh, an outside cat that they'll just stare at each other through the glass and shasta will eventually just run into the glass um you know she still hasn't learned that she can't get through it but at first we thought they were fighting then uh my girlfriend actually put a picture of the cat on next door just to make sure the cat wasn't lost and someone replied and said no that's that's my outdoor cat um he just kind of comes and goes so once we knew that it was a male cat we thought shasta you know they might have some forbidden love going on i mean we're not gonna let her outside and he damn sure ain't coming in but it is very cute to watch them and it gives shasta reason to scurry from one room to the next which has probably helped her lose weight so you gotta appreciate a guy that's you know, just going to challenge you and just going to make, you know, your life better. And he's just trying to help her lifestyle and, you know, her lifestyle changes. So shout out to the neighborhood cat. He's probably got like five other female kitties that he be hitting up, you know, um, but we'll never know. So we're just going to assume Shasta is the only one. Um, But again, thank you for listening to the South files. It's been a long time. Like I said, I'm on social media at the underscore South files. Sales with an I. The last time I said my sign-off phrase, it didn't necessarily mean what it means now. People are telling other people to be safe all the time now, you know, and it's taken on a completely new meaning with the pandemic. So I truly mean this. Thank you all for listening. And until next time, be safe, be well, be wise. Peace.